Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here again with my special guest, Nick Vale. Nick, good to see you again. Okay, this is episode number 188, Refuting Quantum Defenses of Free Will Again. We have to do this because like, it's a bit difficult for some people to understand. It, re it really is pretty basic. But all right, before we get into that, as we do with every show, we're going to first define what most people mean when we say free will, this, this concept free will, then um, why this show is important. And that we'll, we'll go into it like we're going to refute it relative to this quantum, you know, quantum mechanics, interpretations of quantum mechanics. All right, so Nick, start us off. What is this notion of free will that people say they have? Free will means if identical circumstances presented themselves that you could have done otherwise okay. in, your, in your past. Excellent. Another, so there's several ways to define free will. One way is like to say that we are free to choose whatever we want independent of factors that are outside of our control. Factors like our genetics and our environment, our upbringing, which actually are not under our control. That's, that's a very simple way of understanding why we don't have free will. Um, another uh, definition? If we had free will, we could control or choose what our desires are Excellent. or were. Excellent. I mean, if we had free will, who among us wouldn't be like very happy all of the time? Another definition of free will is like we have no more control, fundamental control over what we do than a computer has over what it does or a puppet has over what it does. The only difference between human beings and puppets and robots are that human beings are conscious, we're conscious, but puppets and computers are not. So essentially, like, they have no more control, we have no more control over what we do than they do. That's, so that, that's what this is about. Because some people will say, well, if I choose, you know, I have free will. No, this isn't about choice. It's about choosing free of factors that are outside of our control. Okay, and so, um, Let's get into why this is important. Nick, why, why, is, why is this, why are we doing this show? This, this show is important not just on a personal level, but globally. This show is important because the concept of free will is so embedded in our society, it touches everything we do. And as human beings, I believe we owe it to ourselves to get this right, as honesty is the best policy, and have a real honest look at what it's like to be a human being. And that is that free will is just an illusion and it's the most important topic of all time because it covers every other topic. All right, yeah, and it, it isn't just Nick saying this, okay? The most no. important topic, <laughs> no, because like, you I know, know right. there's this American philosopher, we, we quote him, you know, pretty regularly on this show because, you know, he actually is ambivalent. He's not really sure whether we have a free will or not. So he's not promoting the idea that we don't, but he was quoted in a book that was published in 2005 as saying, that were the world to acknowledge that no one has a free will, like our show explains, that would be a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Galileo or Newton or Darwin. It would alter our whole conception of our relation with the universe, end quote. That's how monumental this is. I mean, you know, because like Einstein's discovery, fine, it changed technology. Darwin taught us that we evolved from lower life forms. But this is different. In other words, like those, those kinds of discoveries and Galileo and Newton, you know, with his laws of motion, 
they don't affect our everyday lives. Like, like Nick, Nick was saying, you know, basically the illusion of free will causes us to behave toward others and toward ourselves in ways that are just very unproduct unproductive, um, harmful actually. Nick, before we get into this, um, the theme, you want to des describe some of the ways that like this free will belief just causes such harm, you know, as individuals in society? Uh, people need to understand that human beings are always doing the best they can at the time. So therefore, no matter what happens, uh, you really, you know, would limit regrets because you're always doing the best you can at the time with who you were at the time and the consciousness you had at the time and the entire state of the universe at the time. Excellent. All right. Now, just want to say, all right, Einstein understood that free will is impossible. Darwin understood that free will is impossible. Freud understood that free will is impossible. But what happened was um, back in the early 1900s, Einstein and other physicists like Heisenberg and Bohr and others, Schrodinger, they developed what we know as quantum mechanics. Basically, like they were able to predict the behavior of particles, you know, these elementary particles like electrons and photons and neutrons. And they had to like rely on a different methodology to do this than, than what we rely on in terms of um, our macro world. You know, in, in our macro world, this is going to get into physics. It has to because like that's the theme of it. But in our macro world, we basically measure simultaneously the position and momentum, let's say, of a baseball. We measure it with a photon. And with that measurement, that single measurement, we can get both the, the we can predict the velocity and future position of that photon, right? Or the, the, um, the baseball, right? With the photon. In quantum mechanics, we can't do that. All right. Um, you asked me why the show's so important. I'll let you, let, I want to hear you answer it, because you're good at that. Excellent. All right, yes, because this is important. In other words, if you don't, um, basically, yeah, to the extent that we believe that we have a free will, first of all, 80, 90% of us here in the United States believe in a higher power, God or another higher power. If we are ascribing free will to ourselves, that means we're saying that we're like gods. It's kind of blasphemy. In other words, we're ascribing to human beings a power that is reserved to God. Our definition of God is like God is omnipotent. Omnipotent means all-powerful, meaning that what God wants to happen must happen. What God doesn't want to happen cannot happen. So basically, this belief in free will it re is really a blasphemy. It's, it's, it's basically ascribing to human beings a power reserved to God. But that's just theological. I mean, on a more day-to-day -day basis, we human beings do wrong all the time. You know, we, for example, like Christianity considers us sinners. We can't help but sin. Sin technically, literally means to make a mistake. We're always making mistakes. So the free will belief causes us to blame ourselves for our mistakes. And that's the problem, because like when we blame ourselves for our mistakes, we punish ourselves, it creates a lot of unnecessary pain. Now, I'm not saying we should like just do whatever we want, you know, understanding we don't have a free will, but to the extent that we understand that nothing is up to us, we'll be kinder, not just to ourselves, but to others. Because the other part of this, Nick, is like, you know, other people do wrong all the time, and the free will belief causes us to blame them and want them to suffer. It causes a lot of hostility, aggression, you know, just negativity throughout the entire world. Yeah, blaming ourselves, uh, you know, I struggle with that. It's an emotional thing, but of course I grew up believing in free will, so I have like 40 years of conditioning 
But if you grew up without the free will belief, you could probably have logic trump emotion. But right now, you understand emotion can still trump logic. Oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. do still blame, because you and I, you know, we weren't raised with this mentality. So it's still relatively new. And it's tough to not be emotional. That's a great point, Nick, because in other words, like, it's one thing to understand intellectually, logically, that nobody has a free will, okay? That's what this show is about. But if you want to use it in your lives, you know, on a personal basis, you know, daily, you have to understand it very clearly. In other words, like, Nick and I have been doing this show almost five years. We do meetups. We've written books about this. And we get it intellectually. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we can apply it, apply this understanding to our everyday lives on a daily basis. Because, as Nick was saying, this, this free will belief has been so conditioned in us. Okay. Um, and emotion always trumps, you know, can trump reason. If you're in an emotional state, it's hard to remember the logic of you know, cause and effect and determinism is logical, but emotionally you do, you do tend to want to deeply blame someone and get revenge. You have to remind yourself that free will is an illusion. Exactly. And hopefully the next generation will get it even better. Well, that's a, that's a great point. In other words, like, we're doing this show so eventually, over the next 10, 20 years, they'll teach this in colleges, in high schools, in junior high schools, maybe even in elementary schools, because so much of the conflict the wars, the aggression, the crime in this world is directly attributable to blaming others for something. You know, so to the extent that we overcome this free will belief, we'll create so, a much more peaceful and harmonious world. Okay, so like basically, Nick, exp explain to what the basic quantum argument, what are they saying in quantum mechanics to defend free will? Quantum mechanics says subatomic particles are not determined. In other words, they're unpredictable and they're not caused. Therefore, for some reason, if subatomic particles are not predictable or, you know, not caused, somehow human beings have free will. I don't, you know, it's like saying subatomic particles have free will. Obviously, I think uh, everything's deterministic and there's determinism underlying. Actually, there's a guy named Gerard T. Hooft, H-O-O-F-T. You can uh, Wikipedia him. He's a Nobel Prize winning physicist who also believes there's a deterministic universe underneath the quantum universe. Therefore, I believe everything is caused. But the quantum mechanics argument is that subatomic particles are not caused. Yeah, and all right, so are let's, indeterministic. let's deal with this causality because, you, you know, again, Albert Einstein understood that everything is caused. He had a, a famous saying, you know, God does not play dice with the universe. Um, Lawrence Krauss, a, 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 a physicist, a contemporary physicist, also understands that, you know, at the quantum level, particle behavior is caused. Stephen Hawking, another major fi figure in physics, uh, understands that everything is caused. But some people want to um, try to, you know, see this, these particles as being uncaused. Nick, what does this, what does this concept of uncaused even mean? How, you know? Well, my answer is very easy. Hidden variables, I wrote this down, where hidden variables not yet discovered is causing the subatomic particle. You're talking about the double slit uh, Heisenberg uncertainty experiment where they say they don't know where the particles are going to end up or whatever. The, the easy answer is hidden variables not yet discovered. I don't know why people don't understand what the two words hidden variables means you know they're hidden variables it's not that hard to figure out what that means right and, well, and they, don't forget the higgs boson was just discovered a few years ago the last quark about 20 years ago so i i'm 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 assuming and it's logical to assume that there's a deterministic universe underlying quantum mechanics and one day 
these subatomic particles will will find out what the causes are to where they you know where they go and what position the momentum they have. Excellent, Nick. Okay, so basically the reason that some scientists mistakenly unscientifically conclude that particle behavior at the quantum level is caused is as uncaused is because they haven't discovered the causes. And like in science, science is replete with thousands and thousands and thousands of examples where we had we didn't find the cause to something, some process, some neurological process, some biological process in the past relating to human beings, relating to other animals, mm -hmm. relating to inanimate matter, relating to rocks, how crystals form. We didn't know how things were happening, we never reached the conclusion, well, we don't know how they're happening, so they must be uncaused, right? So there's a fundamental flaw in that, in that logic. It's actually arrogant to assume that we've discovered every subatomic particle. You know, like with today I was just reading the newspaper, they discovered a new planet. So why would you assume that everything about subatomic particles would be known already? I mean, you know, that doesn't make any sense. So again, hidden variables not yet discovered is my answer and that all of subatomic uh, quantum mechani mechanics or quantum physics is caused. It's right. causal. And how ahead. could something happen without a cause? Let's or a explore reason? that. Yes. How in other words, this 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 idea, this notion of something happening without a cause itself is incoherent. You know, what does that even mean? Something just happens, you know, what for, it it doesn't make sense. In other words, to posit that something could happen uncaused would mean that the universe didn't exist before this something happened. Because we know, like, from what, what does causality mean? Causality means that the state of the universe at this moment is causing the state of the universe at the next moment, which is causing the state of the universe at the next moment. Why do I say this? Because the universe is the only thing that can cause subsequent uh, states of the universe to evolve. So again, like, this, this whole concept of something happening uncaused is simply incoherent. It just lacks any kind of evidence, lacks any kind of internal consistency. But, all right, Nick, so like... So even if quantum mechanics were indeterministic, say, even though we, you and I don't agree with that, explain to the audience why that wouldn't give an, a, a loophole or a, a window of opening to free will. That wouldn't save the argument anyway. So address that. All right, so, all right. So assume we gave them that. Exactly. So like, the, you know, the scientists, the philosophers who really need to cling to this belief yeah. in free will for whatever reasons are conditioned that way. A lot of the reason is like if they were like five years old and a cleric told them, listen, you have to believe what the church tells you. Otherwise, when you die, you may go to hell forever and ever and ever. You teach a five year old and even a 10 year old that, you know, they are more likely to accept what the church teaches them about free will or whatever. So, all right, so like, first of all, it, it's flawed reasoning that, that nothing happens, that things happen that are uncaused. But as Nick was saying, let's say we applied this concept, this principle of things happening that are not caused to our human decisions, to our human will. I mean, think about it. So like, they're saying, fine, let's, um, our human decisions are not caused. That is what they're saying. But if, if they're saying that our human decisions are not caused, you can by no logical leap or, or step or reasoning conclude that we are causing our decisions. They, by definition, by their definition, are uncaused. So what you're saying is quantum mechanics, otherwise known as quantum physics, if it's determin determinism or indeterminism, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Just, I just want to like 
because like for the clarity, you know, basically determinism and causality are pretty much the same terms, you know. Yes, they are, right. right. We didn't make that clear yet. Right, and so like the difference, you want to explain the difference like in, in some ways between causality and determinism or? Well, I just want to explain that this is really determinism versus free will is what we're debating. Free will is neither determinism nor indeterminism. It's some magical third alternative that nobody can understand or explain because we both just agreed that determinism, neither determinism nor indeterminism give you free will. George and I deeply believe there's no such thing as indeterminism because we both think everything's caused or has a reason. So what was your question? I'm sorry, if I had a free well, will, I would have answered it better. What, what it, it, it can, some people get confused between determinism and causality. I, to me, they're exactly the same. Right. All right Cause so and let, effect. Let me just explain the, okay. the, the yeah. difference because basically what happened is like, Newton understood causality. Newton's laws of motion were completely causal. One thing causes the next thing causes the next thing causes the next. And that's incidentally why don't we, have a, we don't have a free will because like if there's a cause to our decisions, okay, any, any act, decision, feeling we have, you know, there's going to be a cause to that cause and a cause to that cause and a cause to that cause and this chain of cause and effect regresses back cause by cause back by cause back to before we were born back to the before the planet was created back to the big bang and who knows what came before so basically like that's why free will makes that's why causality makes free will impossible but what happened was all right so newton understood these laws of motion that are causal but then there was a mathematician famous mathematician statistician simon de pierre pierre de laplace okay and he he said a statement in a book that essentially I'm paraphrasing that if there was a, a being, an intellect vast enough that knew the motions and positions of every particle in the universe, that with that information and it could sub, you know, subject that knowledge, that information to analysis, that, that for that being, you know, nothing would be hidden, that, that, that being could predict everything in the future and know everything about the past. Okay, so that is like the 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 statement of determinism. In other words, because everything is caused, you know, and, and everything is, operates according to these laws of nature, then perfect prediction in the future and in the past is possible. Okay, people understand Newtonian classic physics, but they're all gonna say that subatomic is not New Newtonian. So, you know, how do you answer that? We've, we've touched on it, but... Uh... Okay. Our adversaries will agree in Newtonian classical physics, we're right, but in subatomic world, you're R saying it's still Newtonian? Well, uh, yes, and, and essentially, in other words, like, in, in the sub here, like, if you're trying to measure the, uh, the movement of a baseball, they do this, like, all the time in baseball games, they'll, they'll fire photons or um, particles at the baseball, the, the photons will bounce back, and the, the photons will give information on the ba baseball's position and momentum, right? Now, this, it's a tiny little photon impacting upon this huge, huge baseball, okay? The problem in quantum mechanics is like the, the difference in size between an electron, which is very, very teeny, and a photon, which is also very teeny, isn't all that much. So in other words, when you fire a photon at an electron, if, if it's a, a, a high-energy, short-wavelength photon, you will get the position of, of the photon, right? But the impact will knock the electron into a different momentum. So basically, like, you can't measure 
and predict quantum behavior with the same procedure you use for, for macro objects because of the size differential. You know, like the, the difference between the measuring particle and the measured particle is not vast enough. You know, it will make a difference. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that uh, quantum mechanics is d deterministic. Even though everybody, you know, says you can't say that, I'm sticking with hidden variables. How can something happen without a cause? It just doesn't make any sense. So even though they haven't discovered how classical, I mean, uh, quantum physics or quantum mechanics actually works, are, aren't you with me on that, that it's actually deterministic? I'm with you completely. So completely. And, and then, for example, like this, this they, would they would refer to this intellect as Duplass's demon. They, they right. refer to it as a demon because, like, these were free will believers. But actually, when you consider it, it if God is all-knowing, then God could certainly, you know, basically know everything about the state of the universe at any one moment and subject it to analysis, whatever, and know both the, the future and the past. So this show relates to human behavior, actually. So what are you trying to say with human beings' mental, mental phenomena and psychological things? You're saying it's neur neurons and synapses in the brain or whatever in the nervous system that are all dependent on the moment before, and it's one moment in time leads to the next moment in time, and it's completely deterministic. All right, excellent. So in other words, like, this quantum... But they may say mental phenomena are not physical. Well, all right, so, soulful they are. we have an answer to that. So let's, let's take the first, um, um, you know, free will defense that basically, like, they're saying this quantum phenom phenomenon would affect human beings, our neurology, our brain activity. But the problem for that is that our brain activity is all macro. It's not quantum. In other words, our neurons are operating at the macro level of reality about which quantum mechanics has nothing to do with. So that's the first answer. The, the second, um, even if even if it were quantum, I'm saying quantum phenomena are still deterministic. But even if it were indeterministic, you can't attribute free will to what we would call random releases of neurotransmitters in your brain, because then you would act randomly, and you can't, certainly can't be held responsible for acting randomly. But it's not up to you. Exactly. Uh, let's, this bears repeating. Come but on. I don't believe in that anyway. I don't think anything's random. Right. Anyway. And, and random in the sense that Nick is saying is like basically uncaused. You know, random has different meanings. If I have a deck of cards and I say pick one out at random, you just pick one out without thinking about it. But there's a stronger sense of random that's used that basically is, is meant to, to mean uncaused. And uh, he's completely right. In, in other words, like this, this idea of trying to refute determinism or causality in order to, to gain some kind of like entryway to free will is completely absurd because something, if our decisions are uncaused or random, that actually makes free will even more impossible. You know, like, because like, they're coming out of nowhere. We're not causing them. Who knows what's causing them? That is not free will. So are you saying psychological states are all physical? They're all physical, and they're actually, they're all macro level. They're not quantum. Our neurons operate at the level of, of, of Newtonian or classical physics. Even that, if it didn't, it wouldn't matter. You exactly, exactly. And so, but you raised an interesting point. Some people say, well, you know, like, we have a soul, and our decisions are not material. Our decisions are not physical. What do you say to that? Well, I could answer it with, uh, first of all, you didn't choose your soul. You didn't, you're not in conscious control of your soul. And uh, if your soul's making a decision, it's got to be based on something acting on your behalf. You're still not in control of it. But even if you were like the same as your soul, it's happening in a moment in time. Time is in the physical universe because time is a measurement. You know, how fast, how long it takes for a particle to go from here to here. 
in space-time. So once you're talking about a measurement, you're talking about something physical, and once you're talking about something physical, it's basically linear. So one moment in time is the direct cause of the next moment in time. There's no uh, loophole there for free will, just saying what, you know, that, that a soul is immaterial. Exactly. Okay. So like, again, like to this bears reiterating, you know, if a, if a soul is making a uh, decision at a point of time, as Einstein explained, time and space are one, you know, they're one entity. In other words, time cannot exist without space. Space cannot exist without time. So this decision is taking place in the physical universe right. and is subject to the physical laws. Because time means it's happening in a moment in time. And one moment in time, the, the whole entire universe, state of the universe, is the direct cause of the next entire state of the universe, the next moment in time. Think of dominoes, and each domino is a moment of the entire state of the universe. So if your soul is making a decision for you, or with you, it's happening in a moment in time. So, I, like I said, time is a physical, time is a measure. Measurements are measuring something that's physical. You know, something goes from here to here. Rate times time equals distance. It's a measurement, so it's physical. Excellent. Uh, and even if it weren't physical, uh, you didn't choose your soul, and you're not in conscious control of your soul. Yeah. Did you choose your soul when you I were born? I did not choose okay, my soul. So you might have an evil soul. Is that your fault? Yes. Actually, you happen to have a very nice... Yes? No, 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 it's not my soul. You happen son. to have a very kind soul, <laughs> nice soul, but if you're some kind of serial killer and you have an evil soul, that's he didn't choose his soul. Exactly. And she. So uh, what, one of the reasons we're trying to do... Um, do this show, this is again number, episode number 188, is because there's so much hatred in this world. People hate each other, people hate themselves and stuff, and this free will belief is so much a part of this. We've got about a minute and 44 seconds left. One last thing, like in terms of the soul, either the soul is doing things because it is caused or it's uncaused. In other words, like if the, in other words, what I'm trying to say is this, this causality, this law of cause and effect, it's not just a physical law, it's a logical law. You know, when you think about it, logically nothing can happen without a cause. But even like, as we were saying, like, let's say a soul makes a decision that's not caused, it's not up to the soul. So we can't even ascribe free will to a soul. Okay, we've got about a minute left. You want to talk about our Manhattan Well, show? psychological things, people don't like to think of them as cause and effect. They, you know, you could say everything happens for a cause or a reason. So you could have a history of causes for physical or history of reasons for mental phenomena or psychological phenomena. Either way, it's a cause and effect chain. But people might like the word reason for psychological, you know, because that sounds more uh, mentally, you know. But really, I believe it's all physical states of the brain or whatever. But, yeah, so what do you want to talk about? No, you're, you're okay, right. Go ahead. You have well, the last 35 just, All right, so, like, you know, basically, like, Nick produces our Manhattan show on MNN every, it's on every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. We're live twice a month. We were live this last Wednesday. You can call in and, you know, debate with us. Either you can help us explain to the world why we don't have a free will, or you can defend free will, and we'll try to explain to you why free will is completely impossible. Okay, and like we have a meetup every Saturday, every the first Saturday of each month in Manhattan, the Sony building on Madison Avenue. We'll be back again with more shows to explain to you exactly why free will is impossible. Thanks for watching.